Hello, this is Alex Granado, Senior Reporter for Education NC, and you're listening to Ed Talk. Today, we're talking with Jennifer Haygood. She is the president of the North Carolina Community College System. Jennifer, thank you for being here today. Thank you for the opportunity. And so I want to start for people who have not had experience in the community college system. Can you just kind of paint a picture for people of what that system is like and what the experience for students is in the system? Thank you for that question. In North Carolina, we have 58 community colleges. So over 95% of North Carolina citizens are within a 30-minute drive to one of our institutions. And we are an open-door institution, meaning anyone who is above 18, who is seeking education, can come to us. And we will assess where they are and take them as far as we can take them. So for instance, if you haven't completed a high school diploma, we provide services so that you can can um, get prepared to take your high school equivalency exam. If you have a high school diploma and want to pursue a four-year baccalaureate degree, we're a great affordable way to start that path. Um, We offer an associate in arts and associates in science program where you can take courses that will articulate to one of our senior institutions, or you may be interested in pursuing a technical education area. So for instance, you might want to be pursue welding, you might want to be, become a nurse, you may want to be a radiological technician. We offer courses in, in those um, disciplines as well. So we are, have a very, very broad mission. We also do a lot of continuing education for our workforce. So if you've already received a degree, or perhaps not, but you want to retrain to become more competitive for a professional advancement, Community College can help you with that as well. We have everything from short courses that might help you in a particular skill area, say you want to improve your computer skills, to workforce training programs that can, in just a number of weeks, help you prepare for an industry credential. So we do a lot. Okay, so you've talked a little bit about uh, the kinds of things you can do in the community college system. I know for me, growing up, the path was set out. I was going to go to high school. I was going to graduate. I was going to go to a four-year institution and then go do whatever afterwards. My path did not end up going that way. I ended up leaving the four-year system, and it started out with me thinking I wanted to be a paramedic. And I went to Mm -hmm. Cape Fear Community College and took my EMT basic class and got certified to do that. And then I thought, you know what, maybe I do want to go back to college. So I went to Wake Tech for two years, transferred to UNC. So it was kind of a twisty path for me. So um, maybe you can talk a little bit about the kinds of students who come to the community college system. You know, who are they demographically? What kinds of life experiences have led them to come into the system? That kind of thing. Well, our students represent all walks of life. we see that our the average age of our student is 34, so we have a, a lot of non-traditional students. Um, at this particular time, about 60% of our students are attending on a part-time basis, so we have a lot of working students. We have a lot of first-generation students, um, so we are a, a welcoming environment, particularly if you have not had a lot of experience with higher education, we're a great place to begin that path. But we have a very diverse student body. Um, So you'll find everything from um, high school students who are taking courses under our dual enrollment programs or career and college promise, all the way up to, um, you know, 
older adults who either have yet to achieve uh, their educational goal of a degree or who are simply wanting to come back for retraining and, and pro- professional growth. And so talk a little bit about how the community college system has changed over time. Um, I know that it's uh, gradually over time taking on a different role in, in kind of the overall education system in North Carolina. And I feel like in, in the current world, there is starting to be more emphasis on things like career and technical education, things that community colleges in particular lend themselves to. So, so talk a little bit about that, that transformation over time. Sure. Well, the roots of our system actually did begin in what we now call career and technical education. Many of our colleges started as um, technical institutes, and so we have a strong commitment to education in the technical areas. Along the way in our system, we began offering a college transfer path as well. They don't have to be um, mutually exclusive. We think that both of them areas are important for us to offer students. I think that what we are seeing as far as the evolution is how the workforce is changing and how the demand for post-secondary training is evolving such that now our workforce is requiring more than ever that students have some type of post-secondary training. Um, It has been projected that by 2025, 67% or more of the jobs in North Carolina will require some type of post-secondary training. And so what we are trying to evolve and retool is to meet those demands. Um, A lot of industries, we all know about the manufacturing, which used to be you could graduate from high school and, and get a manufacturing job. Those days are largely over. That doesn't mean, however, there aren't good jobs in manufacturing. We have a number of colleges that provide advanced manufacturing um, programs that um, really are looking towards the new approach to manufacturing, which is very different than what people envision um, based on their, their perhaps the, the, the experience of their family in the past. And, and as this system tries to adjust to what's going on in the workforce in the modern day and kind of the, the changing interests of students, what are some of the challenges that you find uh, the system facing? For us to provide the high quality instruction that we want and our students need, there's always the challenge of having up-to-date equipment. So that's a perennial request from our General Assembly, our funds, so that we can have that high-tech equipment, um, which is particularly important for our career and technical education programs. Another thing that's a challenge is obviously getting the quality faculty and staff that we need. we have, the one thing I love about the community college system is that we have employees who are dedicated to students. That's why they show up every day. They're here to teach students and to help students be successful. At the same time, we need probably some additional funding from our General Assembly so that we can pay those folks who are working so hard to help students be successful the, the wages that they earn, they, they deserve. And so I want to talk a little bit about you as well and kind of your personal journey to coming into your current role. Can you give us a little background on on the path that led you here? Sure. So while I'm not a community college graduate, my mother is. Um, She's a proud Wayne Community College Dental Assisting Program graduate. Um, When I graduated from undergrad, I joined a a program called Teach for America, which many of your listeners may be familiar with, and and taught elementary school in, in New Orleans. And I do believe that that experience, which was extremely challenging, 
was the basis for my professional commitment to educational equity and wanting to help students be successful regardless of their background. Um, after Teach for America, I came back to North Carolina, enrolled at the Sanford School um, at Duke University to get my master's in public policy, and after graduating from there, entered into state government. For a few years, I worked for the General Assembly and was on the fiscal research staff there, where part of my role was to staff the Education Appropriations Committee. That's where I initially became involved in educational finance issues, and that eventually led to me coming here to the Community College System Office to be the Chief Financial Officer. That was back in September 2008, and since that time, um, my role has evolved here at the system, but I continue to um, enjoy working for what I believe is the best mission in state government, um, which is just trying to make our, our citizens better educated and to transform their lives for themselves and their families. Going forward, as the community college system continues to take on maybe a bigger role in the mm-hmm. education system in North Carolina, how do you see it changing? How do you see the role changing in people's lives? One of the things that we really have to focus on and moving forward is how we better reach are non-traditional students. And community colleges currently are doing this better than I think any sector. But at the same time, when we look at the number of citizens between 18 and 64, so that prime working age that has a high school diploma but doesn't have a degree, there are 2.5 million people in this state who we need to help train and equip so they have a credential of workplace value. The majority of those 2.5 million people are above age 34. And we all know that um, as you have families and you have mortgages and you have job responsibilities, it becomes increasingly challenging to further your education. But I believe community colleges, because of our more nimble and flexible nature, that um, we have a great opportunity to be transformative for a greater number of individuals moving forward. So the community college system is obviously part of a larger educational system, which includes K-12 and uh, four-year universities, and you have students coming in and going out to both of these uh, options. Talk a little bit about how the community college system works with them. Great question. We frequently talk about how students don't come to us, they come through us, and that when we want a seamless educational continuum in North Carolina, the community colleges is typically the seam in that seamless education. So we have very important partnerships with both our K-12 partners and our senior partners. Thinking first about our K-12 partners, we have a very important program in North Carolina called Career and College Promise. This is an opportunity for high school students to take college-level courses. They're the same community college courses. Um, They would receive if they were going to campus, but they have that opportunity to do that while they're in high school and tuition free. So it is an um, amazing opportunity for high school students to get their feet wet, experience a college course, hopefully experience the fact that they can be successful in a college course, which we believe is is pivotal for many students um, really considering higher education. It also provides a great opportunity for students to get a jump start on um, a degree tuition-free. We have a number of uh, high schools in our state called Cooperative Innovative High Schools. Um, many of these are what are called early co- colleges. These provide these schools provide opportunities for students to graduate 
typically in five years with both a high school diploma and a two-year associate's degree. All of that is an opportunity that they can graduate 18, 19 years old and get a great step forward in launching their post-secondary education. They're debt-free, which is huge, and it's, it's just really inspiring to see these young high school students who are getting such a strong step forward. So we're very excited about our partnership with K-12. On the other end of the continuum, we also have really important um, partnerships with our senior institutions, our institutions that de confer baccalaureate degrees. In 2014, we signed a revised comprehensive articulation agreement with the University of North Carolina. This is a strengthened agreement that ensures that many of our courses will transfer seamlessly to meet lower division general education requirements. It also ensures that if you complete an associate's degree in science or associate degree in arts with our institutions, that you can be accepted at one of the UNC institutions. You'll be guaranteed admission somewhere in the UNC system, but also that you'll be um, admitted with junior status. So there's a very strong pathway that we are developing with our senior partners. We have since also signed similar articulation agreements with many of the North Carolina independent colleges and universities. So our private partners are important um, to our education continuum in North Carolina. We are also developing a number of other articulation agreements that provide specific pathways for specific um, areas. So, for instance, last week we just signed a RN, which is a registered nurse, to BSN, which is Bachelor of Science in Nursing, articulation agreement with the independent colleges and universities. We already have such an agreement with University of North Carolina system. What this is is provide an opportunity for students who are in nursing, who come to community college, may complete their associate's degree in nursing, they become RNs but want to continue their professional growth and their educational path, they can take those credits they receive through the community colleges and seamlessly transfer to one of these participating senior partners. So we are working very hard in North Carolina to provide these partnerships and these pathways that offer students an affordable mechanism to achieve post-secondary success. So we've talked about different aspects of, of the community college system, including the kinds of students that come to the system, but talk about how you have and are seeing that change. Sure. I've already mentioned that we have such a d diverse student population. And one thing that we have been looking at is how that diversity is only going to increase. We have recently been working with Carolina Demography and Dr. Rebecca Tippett to look at demographic projections of the state and understand how our demographics are going to change so that we can start thinking about how our system needs to change accordingly. One thing that is very clear to us is that our society and therefore our student basis is going to become increasingly diverse, particularly in the Hispanic and Latino population. It, right now, one in seven North Carolina children are Hispanic, and 92% of those are U.S. born. So we have a, a, a big 
and growing community. Unfortunately, that's a community where many of the parents have not had experience with post-secondary education, and therefore, I believe our system is going to need to make concerted efforts to reach out to that community, embrace those children, and help them in, get into post-secondary education. The other demographic um, concern is not so much a demographic concern, but um, not so much changing, but what we are seeing that's very concerning is the um, difference in the, the percentage of women versus men who are coming to our institutions. So approximately 60% of our degree-seeking students are women. And we need to do better to reach out to male students and get them into our institutions so that they can get the educational attainment necessary to be successful in the workforce. And you are in your current role in an interim capacity, so you will have people coming after you. And I'm curious if you feel like you've learned anything in your time in the system or in your current role uh, that you would like to pass on to them or think that uh, future presidents should think about. Sure. I have been in the acting presidency role since October 1 of 2017, so I've, I've had a few months of experience in this role, and I will tell you, I think it's a very challenging role being the leader of the North Carolina Community College System where you have 58 colleges, each serving a unique community. One of the things I think is very important for our next president is that he or she be a strong listener who can hear and truly consider diverse perspectives but at the same time, after listening to a variety of perspectives, who will make decisions and who will stand by those decisions. I think it's important that we have a president who can work collaboratively, and that is ranges from collaboratively with General Assembly members, with our institutions, with our partners. The work that community colleges do is inherit, inherently collaborative, and if, if you don't have a spirit of wanting to cooperate, um, I just don't think that we will leverage all the assets within our, our system. I also think that the next president is someone who I hope will be out and about and and constantly talking to folks about the community college system. Um, we sometimes joke that we're the best kept secret in North Carolina, and, that, and that's not a good thing. Um, we have such amazing opportunities for students, and while we think that we are getting our message out, um, it surprises me on a daily basis when I hear folks not realizing all the opportunities that we can provide, not only for students, but also for businesses. Um, we do a lot of training to help support our businesses so that they can thrive in this state. And I do think that we have a big job as far as getting our message out. Were there things that were unexpected about the role that you didn't anticipate before you came into it? I've been working here at the system office for nine years. And so I had a pretty good view of, of what the role entails. I think that for me, the thing that was a, a bit unexpected, because I have always taken great pride in serving the system and, and I think a, a, a strong sense of ownership and wanting to um, move this system forward, is just the awesome responsibility it is to lead a system as diverse and broad as ours. Um, and I hope that our next president um, appreciates what a big responsibility is, how much the public is putting their faith in that individual in leading our system, and will be up for the task. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you.
We've been talking with Jennifer Haygood. She is the president of the North Carolina Community College System. And I'm Alex Granados, senior reporter for Education NC. And you've been listening to Ed Talk. Thanks for listening. Thank you.